Welcome to Consciousness Unfiltered. Get ready for a very different, vulnerable, and uncensored conversation with Dr. Anthony Mattis and his amazing guests. They'll be sharing the powerful tools of access consciousness that have helped thousands of people all over the world to create change in every area of their lives. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Consciousness Unfiltered. I am Dr. Anthony Mattis, and I am joined by my amazing guests, Isha and Shandana Bawa. And uh, today we're going to be talking about um, consciousness, family affair in consciousness. <laughs> we have mother and daughter here. So how are you? Thanks for being part of this podcast. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you for having us here. <laughs> Well, we go back a long, long, long ways. And so, you know, what I'm trying to invite the, the world to is just to, to, you know, speak with different people from around the world. You know, one of my, um, one of my targets or goals, I call them goals back in the day, like since I was like a little boy, was I remember always saying I wanted to meet beautiful people from all over the world. And I wanted to be able to travel all over the world, you know, experiencing different cultures, and just meeting beautiful people who are actually interested in consciousness, who's, who are interested in like something that was beyond what this world was sort of presenting to us as like what is considered normal. And things that were outside of religion, things that were outside of philosophy, things that were outside of whatever people decided was right and wrong about whatever they decided was right, right or wrong, because I knew that there was something else that was available. And I, so I've, we've both been, I would say, blessed to be able to travel around the world, meeting, meeting each other and other people as well, that we sort of have like this common target, which is like consciousness, where it includes everything and judges nothing. So can you talk a little bit about sort of like what your lives were like before you even started access? Like, what was it like before access? What was like your burning desire for life and living? And then how did you actually discover access consciousness? Isha, you want to go first? Because that question makes me wonder how many years back was that some other lifetime? <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you so much for having us here. It is a complete honor to be here with you, first of all. Oh, I think for me personally, I've always had a burning desire um, for something different. I've always known something different. I didn't know where to find it, but I've always gone towards um, angel card reading, tarot cards, because I thought I'd find it there. Um, so at the age of 16, I was running and uh, finding a tarot card reader, or I was going to a bookshop and getting an angel card deck. It was just, I just didn't know where to find what I was looking for. And that was my conflict with myself. Um, mm. But, but my, um, my seeking never stopped. Yeah. And then at the age of, I think, 22, um, access came into our worlds. And that was the time I think I would say as a family, we needed it more than ever because we were, uh, we needed something to get us out of what we were, quote unquote unquote going through back then as a family individually we knew there was something different because um we were all seen it at a certain point um, but we were not being able to catch a hold of it for ourselves and we were it was that moment where we were all holding on to hope stronger than we um ever had before and it showed up 
it showed up and mom and I got introduced to it together. We had a high tea at home and we had a quick introduction to access, which was absolutely beautiful and wonderful. And mom completely took to it instantly, I think. Um, I was still like um, into metaphysical world, into the metaphysical world back then. So mom's like, I'm going for this. And I was like, okay, great, go for it. So she did the bars class. She did the foundation class. She became a bars facilitator. And then she sneakily was like, you know, why don't you come attend the bars class? Uh, free for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I called my best friend because we were weird. Both of us are weird like that. And we both sat and attended mom's class. And yeah. um, there was no looking back. Cool. For those of you who don't know, the bars um, are these 32 points on your head. There's all these like little points. And you um, you have someone lightly touch these different points and it's a way of like defragging the brain, so to speak. It's a, you know, it, the different points represent different areas uh, like money, um, sadness, joy, healing, um, creativity, body and sexuality and all those different things and all the different points of view you carry about those sorts of things and how they limit you in your life. And so by gently touching these areas, it's a way of sort of uh, dissolving, destroying, and creating those limitations, and it just creates space for you. So, um, so if you're ever interested, you could go to www.accessconsciousness.com and check out the bars. There are facilitators in over 176 different countries, and uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the bars is the first place we start, and uh, so go on. Yes, Shandana. How, what was like, go, what was going on in your world? And it's just amazing too, that, you know, mother and daughter, because a lot of times when at the age that you were at Isha, like that's usually when kids are sort of like trying to separate from their parents somewhat, just so they can start to discover themselves. It's just sort of like biology, I guess. And, and so I, I find it I guess, astonishing that like, it was like, yeah, you're, you saw your mom doing this, but like you chose to go along with it because it wasn't like you were still able to be you as you went along. And yet you didn't do the typical teenager thing, which is to separate from your parents and find your own way. Um, and, and let's get back to that because I want to talk about that piece for a second. Chanda, go ahead and let's share about where you were at just before access and like what was going on? What was that flame inside of you that was sort of not being fulfilled? And yeah. You know, when, when uh, by the time access came into my world, by the time I actually made that choice of receiving, I had hit rock bottom in my world, in my life. I mean, I don't think there was anything further good to go deeper down. So it's like, you know, I had a body that hurt a lot. I had fibromyalgia for almost 19 years. And I had been given a lot of medications and I was on a lot of injections because there was, there is no treatment even today for fibromyalgia because it's not a disease, right? But back then I thought it was a disease and I was going almost three times, four times in a year for my MRIs and doctors. And, you know, it was all about hospitals, medical and the finding the right doctor who could solve my problem. I remember we used to go in for my, blood tests and MRIs and every time the doctor would say reports are clear mm. and one day I remember sitting with my husband saying I hope I hope they can today find out what's wrong with me and right. my body right I was like waiting for someone to tell me there's something wrong with your body and now we can fix it yeah. you know 
And uh, so I had been suffering a lot with that. We had had my husband's factories had shut down by then. There was a lot of financial crunch at that moment. Mm-hmm. Relationships were showing not showing up as not contributing at all. There was a lot of pain attached to um, mm-hmm. to family and stuff like that around me. And it it was literally like like I was getting this energy of um, of a battle, a conflict from all sides. Mm, and I, yeah, and it was like when, when I looked at, uh, you know, there was this, there was this gentleman who we, from India, who's, you know, Facebook post I would watch and I would read, all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. And I'd say, <laughs> well, are you nuts? I still remember me telling him, you must be crazy. You think you're God? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, well, why don't you try it? I was yeah. like, oh no, I don't have time for that nonsense. I'd rather use my money on medication than use my money on something like this. Mm. <laughs> so unlike Isha, I was very skeptical about mm. different modalities. Right. And in fact, Isha used to run away from me silently with her friend, the two of them. Sorry, I'm sorry. Were you convinced at that time in your life that like, whatever was wrong with you and your body was sort of something that needed to be resolved medically. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is why I was like, I would go to any doctor. I went to the doctors in UK, US, India, Dubai. Wow. I didn't leave any doctor. I didn't leave anyone. I was like, just tell me what's wrong with me. You know, it was, yeah. that was, that used to be my question. What's wrong with my body. Right. And I, I did the gurus. I did the, I went, I went to, I, I did the temples and the gurdwaras, the churches, everything, you know, I would just do it, but I would never, yeah. I never wanted to receive. I was not willing to receive energy. Mm. Mm. It was like, I had this point of view that energy work is bunkum. Yeah. I had this point of view that energy work is a lie. It's focus. Yeah. Focus, focus, focus. focus. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, for a humanoid body, if you don't receive energy, you starve. You know, your body starts to, dis- to, to, to devolve because that's food yeah. for your body. Right. And it was only when I received my bars mm. the first time that I recognized that there was an instant shift in my body. Mm. I remember coming back home and telling my husband that, you know what? I have to look for the pain today. <laughs> ah, wonderful. wonderful. That was, yeah. And that, that was amazing. Yeah. It's, it's like we know when pain is there, right? And then when it's not there, we almost forget that we had it. Yes. And I noticed that, you know, being a chiropractor for so many years and working with people who have pain, it's amazing how, like, and this is sort of about, like, comes down to, like, acknowledging when you are getting results because it's so easy to focus on what's wrong about your life or what's wrong about your body, right? But the minute that that, whatever that wrongness is or that pain goes away, you're not acknowledging it. You almost take it for granted. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So it's so funny. You're like, oh, wow, I wasn't looking for the pain, which is really huge. And that's like the first step saying, hey, there's something to this. Whatever it is yes. that we're doing, there's something to this. So and what would it take for me to be this way every day in my life? Not just one day out of 29 or 30 or 31. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. And you know, it was almost like, a belief that okay it's not there right now but it has to come back right well yeah when is it going to come back that's everybody absolutely you wake up in the morning you're like of course i'm going to have the pain i mean i've had it for 19 years but when you wake up in the morning and you don't have the pain that's a miracle in your world and that that was enough for me to 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 literally plunge into access consciousness i was like i'm taking a deep dive I don't care where this takes me, even if it's crazy, even if it's, you know, it sounds totally crazy. I'm just going this way. 
And I remember yeah. Isha telling me, mom, I'd rather do my, um, you know, my angels. In, and, you know, she enjoyed all of that. And actually, I was, I was okay with that. I was like, fine, right. you do what you want to. I'm doing what, what makes me happy and, you know, expands my world. And um, it was when the family started to see the change. Probably then, Isha, you were like, okay, we'll try this. Or was it more like just because it was friends? What was like, how long was that from when you actually started? And she was like, yeah, go ahead. Then how long was it before she was like, maybe I need to check this out? Like how long, what was the time difference there? I think three months. Was it three months? Yeah. Not that long. Cool. Wow. So in three months... Yeah. You made Anisha, how old were you at that point? I think 22. Wow. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's really unusual. Yeah. That's amazing. So you noticed something in your mom that actually got you very curious. Like, so like whatever you noticed in your mother, and your mother was actually you were you were pursuing it for different reasons. Isha was sort of searching for things. You were like, my body, your body was crying for help. <laughs> and at that point, you were yeah. willing to try anything because you had done everything that this reality has to offer yes yeah so interesting so two different things so you saw something what was the change you saw in your mom from your point of view that made you be like you know what i'm gonna do this i'm gonna at least check this out um i think while growing up as a child the last thing you want to see is your parents suffer Mm. uh and i've seen a lot of that yeah so you know we'd go out and she'd need to be back home in three hours maximum. She'd need the bed. She'd need, and for eight to nine hours, she'd be lying down again. And I've seen my father helpless. He didn't know how to, like, how to help her. He wanted to, but he didn't have right. the tools. Okay. So to be able to look at her, not go to, go to, you know, go under the quilts. It was, hmm. it was a whole different world and a whole different reality where she was waking up and not complaining, but actually looking forward and saying okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. She'd go out, she'd start wearing her heels again. Her body wouldn't ache. It was small things, you know, okay. the little things in life that changed, um, that changed the way we lived our entire life. Like wow. we didn't have to, we didn't have to rush home because um, her body couldn't take it anymore. Wow. And yeah. plus when I, when I attended the bars class, the material of access, the beauty of access, the magic of it, it just blew me away. I was not expecting it, of course. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not what you expect. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's definitely what, not what you expect. And it's way greater than that. So for yeah. me, I was like, wow, I, I, I did not recognize the magic and the miraculousness that existed. But when I... When I came, you know, when I came in presence with the energy of the bars class, that just completely, completely changed everything for me. Wow. And I do remember after the class, you coming and telling me, this stuff is good, mom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I do. It was right here in this room where I facilitated the class. And yes. You know, when, and this is really cool because there's so many um, dynamics that are going on here. It's like, uh, you know, Shonda, in your case, it was like you had so much strife going on financially and then with people, with the different relationships. And it seemed like your body was always in this like state of fight or flight all the time. And and being, if, if anybody, mo- most of us that are in access consciousness, whether you are um, designated as a healer by a particular trade or professionally or licensed, 
even if you're just an accountant and lawyer and you're doing access and you're attracted to the tools of access there's somewhere in your universe, you have a desire to heal. So it was like, Chana, you're like taking things out of people's bodies. You're trying to take, take out all the, the fight or flight, the trauma and drama that was going on, um, dealing with the financial burdens and all that different, probably trying to also help and comfort your husband and all the stuff that he was going through Raj. And then Isha, you being a daughter and a healer, you know, again, maybe you didn't, you guys didn't go to university to be healers or something, but it doesn't matter. It's like the fact that you love using the tools of access conscious suggests that you all have a capacity to heal and take things out of people's bodies. And so you noticed immediately, well, you noticed like your mom struggling, your dad struggling, and that's something that burdened you. And then you actually saw the results in your mom. Three months is not a very long time. Months, You've been searching yeah. for 19 years, you said? You've yeah, been dealing with 19 this years, I was on medication. I was on antidepressants because That's there huge. was no medication for, there is no medication for fibromyalgia, right? So they just give you this, they give you a whole lot of antidepressants. So even right. when I well, was yeah, in exactly. depression at that time, right? They still right. gave me antidepressants and got me addicted to that medication. And sure. I do remember by the time, I think by, the, by six months, once I was into it, I was, I was totally medication free. Wow. That's yeah, huge. I, yeah, I do remember. Each other, do you remember when you asked me, Mom, are you sure you want to do? You sure, Mom? And I was like, Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm asking my body. My body says I don't need the medication. <laughs> and it's amazing. So, as one person is healing, it, it impacts everybody else too. Yes. And that's yes. what actually, he's just like, Okay, I'm going to go check this out, even if I'm not sure what it is. And then once you checked it out, you're like, Oh my God, there's, there's actually palpable magic here and we use the word magic loosely and it does sound airy fairy to people who are sort of skeptic to these sorts of things but they're tools that work that's the bottom line I mean being a holistic chiropractor since I guess 1999 and before that I was a personal trainer and I was licensed in these areas and so I've been in the healing profession for a very very long time working with people's bodies fibromyalgia was one of those elusive ailments right that they're really was no rhyme or reason. I always knew there was a, like sort of a holistic thing that was attached to it, but nowhere in this reality were, the t were, were there things that could quite get to those things. And what Access pr provides and creates is like these unlimited resources, like different things, not just, we, we're just talking about the bars. That's one modality, one modality, which is the first place you start. And then there's a bunch of other modalities, right? You have all the different classes. You have abuse hold classes, right? We learn about abuse. We have the body process classes. We have foundation where you actually learn about the 10 keys to freedom. And, and the journey hasn't been easy either, right? Because we've been in classes where you've seen me get chewed out. <laughs> I've seen you get chewed out. But it's like the whole yes. journey of consciousness is not always comfortable, right? Yeah. But one of the things we learned in terms of like, if we really desire to have more and be more is the willingness to be vulnerable. And, and, and that is to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly of ourselves without a point of view and other people without a point of view. And I know Shana, you've been willing, I've seen you ask those questions in class and I've seen you have your ass handed to you and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> right? But once yeah. you got through that, right? Once you got around that, there was more of you. Yes. 
you had a strength, you, you had a knowing that nobody else can take away from you. Can you talk about that a little bit? about some yeah. some of the uncomfortable parts of access <laughs> <laughs> so actually my my journey with uh, dane and gary both started with it being really uncomfortable <laughs> gary douglas is the founder of access consciousness and dr dane here is the co-creator and so together they've created access conscious to what it is today but yeah. yeah, go on. So my first, my first class with Dane was um, Being You, which was just after my first foundation many, many mm -hmm. years ago. And I see it's like another lifetime. And I remember going to the mic and wanted to tell him. Yeah, right? <laughs> I remember going to the mic and I wanted him to know my story and I wanted him to validate <laughs> my story and to say, oh, I feel so bad and sorry for you. And I was coming from that space where I just needed him to validate me and to do something and to make my life okay. And the only thing he told me was to get over my story. I was like, what? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, if you're going to you know, live in your story, you're never going to create creator because your story runs. You don't. Mm. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And you remember that day and you were like... <laughs> You I know, looked like, at that. Yeah, you're and staring I was, there like that's not what I wanted to hear. No, and, uh, I wanted to right. hear, "Oh, you poor woman." Yeah, and, you know, yeah, I was yeah. like, "What? That's it? Like yeah. I got to get over my story?" But I, I live my story. Don't you see that? Yeah. And anyhow, that changed a lot for me. That did change a lot for me. And then when I went, when recently, when you know, about a couple of years back, when we were in Rome, and that's the time when I missed you the most, Anthony. <laughs> I need Anthony by me, please help me, <laughs> save me. We drank to you that afternoon. We drank to you, Anita, you and me, Isha. We drank to Anthony. <laughs> and I remember we, I was like, so I asked a question about, I don't even remember, suppressed anger. And, uh, you know, and Gary talked about uh, self interest. Mm. And he talked about how self-interested I had been in my questions that I was asking because it was all about my suppressed anger. It was about my home, my body, my husband, my mm. kids. And when we make our life so small, we kind of separate from the possibilities that the universe is here to gift you. Mm. And we make it about a problem-solving modality. Wow. All that we you know, all that, you know, till then, all that I was wanting from access or looking from access was mm. solve my problem modality. It wasn't about possibilities. It was about possibilities. Yeah. Okay. But first solve this problem right. for me, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it me was, it was pain after, and suffering. Yeah, that. And it was after that, and that was very uncomfortable because, you know, in, in a group of people, you know, being told what you don't want to hear and what's not it's, it's uncomfortable, but when you put your, I, I still remember just putting my barriers down and receiving that information. And I was like, okay, if I don't come from, that's what I knew, right? That's what I had known all these years of going to people because I had to change something that wasn't working for me, not ask for something different. Right. It wasn't my reality till then. But when, when Gary, you know, spoke to me about that energy and I, I received it, right? Totally with total complete vulnerability, which actually had me crying and breaking and also also wanting to run away and also wanting the earth to open up and swallow me up in moments. <laughs> Yet being present with that got me to recognize possibilities as an ask. 
Yeah. Instead cool. of a solution as an ask, you know, okay, what if possibilities can be my ask? And that nice. changed everything for me. Awesome. What would you say that was the one, like, not the one, but like, if you could share like one tool or two tools, like, especially in the beginning, what were the tools that you, that you used that were sort of like your go-to tools? And um, yeah, like, what did that create for you that you can maybe share with people? For hmm. me, it was who does this belong to return it to sender with consciousness attached because gotcha. I was looking to change. Like I said, I was looking for a solution for my body. So that became my prescribed medication in that moment. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what I used a lot of. Yeah. In fact, I had I it think, running on a loop. Yeah. I think I used um, how does it get better than this? And mm. thank you, money. Come back to me, God's it in folks. Every time I would pay for something. <laughs> oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah. Cool. All right. And... Um, what would you, and there's a gazillion tools and access. And yeah. um, one of them is, again, we learned this in the foundation and even in the bars class to like learn how to live in and as the question. And, and we talk about how like 99% of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions don't belong to you. And that's a very, that was a very hard concept for me to wrap my head around, especially, you know, coming from a scientific background, I guess. I'm like, well, who else does it belong to? You know what I mean? If it's not mine, it's in my head. I'm the one who's thinking it is affecting my body. Of course, they're my thoughts. And so that took me a long, long time, I, I would say, to actually get into the energy of that question. But once I did, it changed my life dynamically. But um, so there's an unlimited amount of tools and resources. If you could see, what would you like to see in the world? as a result of the tools. Can I add something to what mom also said about, yeah. um, which also is an answer to your question right now. Yeah. Is, you know how like life is not made to be a straight road. It's not mm -hmm. made to be a straight journey. Mm -hmm. There are highs, there are lows, there, there are turns. They're all, you know, all of it. So it's like, I think for an infinite being, for humanoids, for anyone watching this, you know, if you're here, you definitely want something different, definitely something greater. But it's like, I don't think any one of us really want an easy life. Mm -hmm. um, all of us are looking for something different. All of us are looking for something much greater than what, what is considered as pain, suffering and appropriate over here. Right. Um, so what I'm going to say, if there's someone contemplating about consciousness, why they should go on this weird journey called consciousness, I would just say that it may not be easy all the time, but the spaces that it opens up for each one of us, if we are, like you said, with the vulnerability and the strength and the courage that we all be uniquely, individually, that comes from the difference that we are. Um, none of it is ever personal none of it is ever personal that comes up. It's all, it's all facilitation. If we are willing to look at it, everything, everyone is a facilitation for a greater life. Mm. Um, so it's not about having it easy, but it is about having total ease without creating everything that shows up. Mm -hmm. And with consciousness, if we're just willing to keep, keep on going, there's yeah. something greater that is always in, that is always being unfolded and unhidden. Right. So that is something I would like to definitely see more of in the world is for people's willingness to, to know, to know greater and greatness and their difference in the world and not having to ever give their difference up just because it's not seen in someone else. Sure. Beautiful. Well said. So um, how can people find you ladies? 
Well, we are in India, Delhi, and how can they find us, Isha? <laughs> did she freeze? She froze. She yeah, froze. I think she just froze. So she left Perfect it to me. Timing. Okay. <laughs> like, mom, do that. You can do it. Okay. Do ladies have websites and stuff yes. like that? Or yes. with we classes? have a website. It's called Chandana and Isha Bawa. Hmm. And we are on Instagram, Facebook. Email IDs are um, ishabawa29 at gmail.com and chandanabawa at gmail.com. And come visit India. Come visit, come to us in India, Delhi. And that's the easiest way to find us or right. else we shall travel to your country. <laughs> uh, and, you know, you do online classes too, yes? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, so do. they could take classes with you from the comfort of their own home. Yes, get better than it's that. been so wonderful, right? It's been so, I don't want to say it's just, it's just comfortable and it's different. It's yeah. easier in many ways. And it's also very, very intense because there's no escaping. Right. You've got to be really present with, hi, back. Hello, my dear. You're back. <laughs> we were just asking how people can find you also. Your mom gave us, I guess, the, the website. So Isha and Shandana Bawa. Um, is that what it's called, Isha? It is. It is. Awesome. Yeah. So you can see them live. You can invite them to your city or you can uh, take some of their classes that they have online or do personal sessions and private sessions. So they're dear friends of mine and we spent a lot of time together, have had a lot of laughs and cries and all that <laughs> ultimately to create greater uh, in the world. So you are both a gift to me and my family. And I thank you so much for being part of this call. And uh, can't wait to see you guys soon. <laughs> and can I can I just say, Anthony, you've been one of my greatest gifts. Oh, thank you. To me yeah. and to my family. Oh, it's like, thank you. You know your your trip to India. Your the first time I met you was like so many years back at the CF training, and just receiving your ESP session changed so much in my world. And you thank actually. You. Yeah, you opened up so many spaces in my world that got me to receive way more. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Grateful. All right. Well, thank you, ladies. And um, we'll see you. Hope to see you all someday in person soon. Yes. Okay. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, Please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more about Anthony, please come visit dranthonymatters.com. And if you'd like to know more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com.